In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this Sunday edition of the True Life Podcast. We got the uh, one and only Doma Nunzio, a uh, incredible individual. He's the uh, chief science officer at Introspective Arts, a luminary in the world of mycology, a trailblazer whose journey is as fascinating as it is inspiring. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff going on from the Cultivar Cup to a new book out, to a magic mycology game, and uh, we're going to get into it all, man. I'm super stoked you're here. Doma, how's it going, man? George, it's so nice to see you, man. I missed you. Yeah, man. It's been a while, man. It's I... been a little while. We've both been busy, but yeah. we're, I, I'm following you. I, I think you're following me. Guaranteed. Uh, you turned me on to a couple of great projects. Uh, very, very grateful for those. So thank you. Yeah, Good man. Yeah, what um, so you had a book come out, man? Like, it, I think you, had, I think you were part of uh, that Rattle the Wake series, man. international bestseller, right? Rattle the Wake, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, I really enjoyed uh, going on there. The editor, publisher, Lonnie Ray, shout God out, bless you. She's great. She's amazing. Her energy and and just the the enthusiasm that she brought to the team. It's like a work a weekend workshop. So writers basically get together. You know the deal. But for other people. We get together on the weekend, and uh, Lonnie helps us bang out a story in like two or three days, helps us edit it. And yeah, we got it out for um, Thanksgiving. It was Black Friday release, and I think um, that helped it do really well. And it was great. It was a great experience for me to kind of process all those emotions again, kind of relive my story. And um, I kind of put a little twist on it by also making it a, a letter to my daughter. So, um, you know, it was um, maybe there were some things that I left out that maybe I would like to do another chapter. We might do another one in the future. So we'll see. Um, possibly even talking about doing a whole book. So we'll see. Yeah, man. I could totally see that. I would read that book. It's, uh, it's so interesting to see 
see how things kind of work out, man. In some ways, it's kind of like a psychedelic trip in itself, man. Like you're not quite sure where it's going to end up, man. You just got to hold on sometimes. Just got to enjoy the journey and yeah. learn as you go. <laughs> yeah, man. Speaking Absolutely. of learn, speaking of learning in the journey, man. What's up with the recent cultivar, man? Um, had some cultivar pretty cup. Yeah, what's going on? Cultivar cup going? is going good. I think since the last last time I talked to you, we had only done a couple. Right. Now I think we had done four or five. Um, you know, summer and winter time. But but I test every month. It's basically just a way for the guys to get together and have fun. Yeah. Um, it's really all about the data and the research and the experiments and um, the tests that we're doing. But it makes it fun. Uh, makes it so the guys could win prizes. We had like 20 great sponsors, which you will want to thank you very much. Yeah. And um, it helps, you know, put money in the pot so people actually won cash. They won prizes from this, the, the, the sponsors from their um, stock of whatever they sold or, or services they provided. And it was really, really great. Um, I think um, the people had a lot of fun and, and they got a lot of great prizes in cash. And even uh, the main winner, I think, got a trip to Jamaica. Man, that's amazing. Sweet. And, yeah. you know, we had like uh, the same kind of turnout as the one prior. But, um, you know, it's really just about us getting together and having fun. And because we do it every single month, like I said, and by now we have like hundreds and hundreds of samples in my ELN. I'm sorry that I'm kind of working a little bit in the background. Today yeah, is Super Bowl Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know much about football, but um, I'll probably check out the game later. And I'm just in here working on new projects for the team to send out to the team. Um, you know, we all kind of study the genetics and we all have our own slightly different ways we grow things. We talk about it on the Discord server. We help each other out. And then uh, we hopefully they send it in and then we test it so we could track the whole thing from spore to testing. Uh, and we were speaking about the book and the testing. So this reminds me of um, another uh, data collection that we're doing is this fungi tech trip reports. It's like experience reports. So it's an app that we made. So we have two apps, one where you could submit samples and another one where you could submit your trip report. It asks you about 40 questions. It's completely anonymous. It doesn't log IP addresses. It's encrypted on our end. If you want, you can leave your email address Excuse me. And that'll enable me to send you like notifications and updates and stuff like that. But it's just like a short questionnaire, 40 questions, maybe not that short, but it, <laughs> it, it's a lot of it's detail. It gets into detail about your experience, uh, the different medications that you're on, stuff like that. And then there's a section where you can write a 1500 word story. Wow. So my idea after now doing this thing with Lonnie, and I read your story, by the way, very good. Um, I was thinking, you know, how great would it be, yeah, to like make reports quarterly. We're going to come out with reports every year and like uh, show graphics with nice tables and graphs and stuff like that with all the data. Um, hopefully be able to link some of that up with the testing data also so we could start to correlate the the data from the test to the actual experience that was felt and, um, and, and, and submit this trip report so we can make all these cool reports. But I'm thinking we're also going to be collecting all these really great, cool stories. Yeah. 
maybe we can make a future Rattle Awake book about it one day or another book. You know, we can make multiple publications. I could see people tapping into this data for years to come, not just our group, but other groups. Uh, speaking of which, the groups are really start, starting to work together and collaborate now, starting to be a little bit more open and sharing with um, some of their projects and data that they have going on. But granted, not too many people do the kind of testing that I do. Thanks. But I think even more, even all more important, why we should work together and kind of share our processes. Um, there's one new company we're working with, uh, some of the labs and myself, um, the Psychedelic Standards Organization, just like kind of doing, um, it's totally free, just kind of doing like um, uh, compa interlab comparisons and um, sharing our data and seeing the differences and stuff like that, which gives us a lot of clues and stuff on how to update our methods and stuff like that. And they've come a long way. Um, even just this past month, I made five new methods. We calibrated, got like 30 points on the calibration table. I'm at a point now where, um, I don't know, last time we spoke, I might have mentioned I was trying to get certified or maybe I was yeah. thinking about champ, but I'm still kind of chasing that goal. And um, so part of that is like um, money and um, passing proficiency tests and just getting everything up to like spec, up to code, so that then I could apply and you know then then uh, we'll get certified. So hopefully this year, thank, hopefully hopefully I I uh, pray I pray, I would be very thankful if uh, that went through this year. You know it's going to take a lot, but if it did, then we can really expand into some further testing down the road. So going like a year or two down the road, we could be doing stuff with um with gas chromatography so we could look at more like toxins and pesticides mm. and um, um terpenes and, and stuff like that um, but but yeah we're working with a bunch of different people in the community different labs and cultivators uh, extractors people trying to set up like controlled studies so sending in random samples is great the cultivar cup is great everybody sends in a sample, we see which one is highest, also cleanest. We test for a basic toxicity test that we can do is yeast and mold analysis. Mm. So we do that for the cup. This like throws a little twist in there. So not only does it have to be highest, but cleanest with the least surface um, contaminations. But in the future, we'll be able to do even more. So I'm really looking forward to some of that stuff. So like I said, the cultivar cup is fun. We send in one sample, but to set up controlled studies I think is even more valuable because then you have something to compare it to basically. Yeah. It's, it's, I think there's a lot on the horizon there. You know, I, I'm curious. I, I was speaking to a, a gentleman the other day and we were talking about cannabis and outdoor growth versus indoor growth. And I know psilocybin and mushrooms are a little bit different, but mm -hmm. have you know, have you noticed like a, a problem with heavy metals in, in, in mushrooms that are grown outdoors? No, and I haven't had, I haven't really been able to test for that because I uh, don't have that kind of gear and stuff right. like that. But I can say I have, no, I can't say that I've eaten many outdoor mushrooms as far as right. like foraging. You just find right. one in the wild and take it home and eat it. I, that's actually, I don't think ever, I don't think I've ever done I don't done know, I have either. But I have grown outside my okay. own stuff. So it's still outside and in the woods, but it's in a controlled area where I dug it right. out and put chicken wire and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I could tell you, although I didn't have the testing gear at the time to really be able to see what alkaloids were in it, as far as the experience and the feeling, 
Um, like the indoor ones are always really clean. Like I developed a relationship with the fungi over the course of the whole thing. And I'm there, I'm watching it. I know every nutrient. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking to see if the hyphae hair is standing up, if it's too cold, if it's too hot. Uh, do you feel good today, baby? You know, you're okay. <laughs> but when it's in the wild, it's kind of out there and it's just in the elements and it has to deal with all the rain and all of the leaves and wildlife and that stuff. And then you go back a while later and you just harvest it and bring it home. And I could tell you, that I always bring those home and clean them. I always wash them off because they often have dirt and bugs and crap on it. But I could tell you eating those, there's definitely a different feel. Like it had like a forest kind of spiritual kind of feel. Like like um, it had like another entity in it somehow. Um, whereas the indoor one was mostly like just me and me, like me about me. It was like a relationship with me. But outside it was like, I felt all the animals and I felt the trees and I felt the wind blowing through the leaves. And, you know, I don't know if that's yeah. something with the psyche, just knowing that it was from outdoor, but in the future we'll be able to do more tests, controlled studies, like I'm saying, instead of just random testing and be able to notice some of those trends. Haven't noticed many so far without yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's fascinating to, and I want to check out the whole, the piece you have with the trip report included in there. I think that there's going to be some incredible information that comes out of that. Once you start cataloging particular, you know, species and then particular strains and then particular trip reports, right. I think you're going to find a lot of interesting correlations in there. Yes. And, and it's completely free and anonymous. Is, is it okay if I throw out the link? Yeah, man, please. Yeah, so, so you just, you could go to, I mean, it's at so many places. You could go to magicmicro.org and look for the, it's called the Fungi Tech Experience Report app. You could also just go to fungi.tech. Um, you could go to the magicmyco.com site. It's on the ELN, which is everybody should know what the Magic Myco ELN is. That's our electronic lab notebook. Don't think I had that last time we talked. Yeah, I don't think so. I might have been just setting it up because that was part of the procedure of wanting to get certified. This is like one of the things. You have to have a lab management system which is the ELN is part of. So I opted to share mine, like make it open source. We also have a private area because some people want to do private testing. Maybe they're doing a lot of tests and they don't want to show them all. They, you know, they just want to do a study or something like that. And they just want to see what it is before they release the data. So I can make a private area. The ELN, it comes with a folder. You get your QR code that you can put on your products. I include the ChemStation reports, which tells a story of how the technicians did the analysis. And then I make you a COA, either a one-page one or a longer one. Um, yeah, so we have a private and a public section. So everybody should know what the ELN is, because not only the monthly reports, but also all the experiments we're doing. Um, I'm doing, I'm working with a couple companies here. I know I'm talking a lot of tech stuff, but some people That's really dig this, yeah. dig this stuff. I'm working with a couple of um, tech companies. One's called IO Rodeo, shout out to them. Another one um, is called, it's called the Neo Spectra device. I think it's the Valenz, Valenzuela company mm -hmm. in Spain has this company called the Neo Spectra. Now those devices are spectro photometers. Um, one is a color meter that works in the visible spectrum, and the other is a near-infrared spectroscopy device. And my HPLC and all my gear here is all UV, ultraviolet. 
So we can really look at like the entire spectrum, like, you know, humans can only see like a small part of the visible spectrum, just like sound, right? Like there's sounds below and above, there's light below, light waves below and above what we can actually see. So like astronomers use special cameras like X-ray cameras or ultralight cameras or infrared cameras to pick up the little faint things in this in space that we can't see with our eyes at all. We would never be able to see it. Like, the, like when they're looking at the black hole or the center of the galaxy and stuff like that, there's so much dust that we would never be able to see something like that. The only reason why we have pictures is because of x-rays and because of the, 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 the equipment that is sensitive enough to pick up in these areas that we can't see. So that was a long story to tell you that we have uh, these couple other devices here now that I can calibrate based on my HPLC test. So every test that I do, I'm also running it on the IO Rodeo, I'm also running it on the Neo Spectra, and we're making models for these devices. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, some of them are already on the ELN. You could download calibration files for the IO Rodeo, which is a $200 pocket spectrometer. You buy some silo Q tests by Miraculux, and then instead of eyeballing it, you just you put it in the machine, and it gives you a real analytical result based on all of our HPLC analysis. And similarly, with the other device, the Neo Spectra, we're doing that now. It's a beta model, but as soon as I send this one back and we fill and we um, have the next meeting, we're going to have the official first model. It's like I, I don't know, I don't really know how much it costs. It's a few grand for the device, but it's a non-destructive process, and they already have models for cannabis. So the ones that we're doing are from are from Magic Mushrooms, and basically, I have the device right here, actually. Yeah, you, check it out. You just you basically you take the device. And you calibrate it, it comes with a little calibration tile, and then it comes with these like small miniature petri dishes. Mm. You just put your material into the small little petri dish, put it on top of this device here, and it basically just shoots a laser at it, a near infrared wow. laser. It takes a couple minutes, it scans, it runs, you use an app on your phone, and then it comes back with all the data. Like for cannabis, it even, not only does it read all the cannabinoids, but it also reads terpenes, which is something that Whoa. you can't do just on HPLC. You need two different machines to do that. You need gas and liquid. So this takes that out. You only need one machine. Is it as good as HPLC? No. As a matter of fact, you need HPLC in order to be able to even calibrate the thing. But, but based on us doing that, we're going to have these devices that you can have in your lab. You could test as many samples as you want. You could test every fruit in every tote and then eat it after you test it, if you want, because it's non-destructive. So that's the beauty of that device, even though it's a little bit more money. It's a little bit the devices. Uh, let me show you the IO Rodeo. Yeah, please. Let's you. check it out. The IO Rodeo here. Um, can I turn my camera around? Is that possible? No, maybe not. But um, I don't want to mess it up. But so this is the IO Rodeo, and it's very small. And it takes cuvettes, so you put cuvette inside that little mm. hole there, right? So you, you take your silo Q tests, and you split them up, and then you do the test, and then you use these micro cuvettes, and you just put it in there. But, you know, that's a destructive process. It uses solvents. Mm. Um, you got to use one for your blank. So you, you get to split it into three, but you got to use one for your blank. So you really only get two. But still, that's another cheap way because the tests are like 15 bucks and the device is 200. So, so we're doing experiments like um, doing uh, 
collaborations and calibrations um, with groups like that, which I'm very excited about. So I'm glad that we're all starting to work together and um, do some of this stuff because um, I think it's really important. I think it's really important for the community, for other labs, for people who just they just want to know how to dose. You know, they want to know how much to take and um, you know make sure they don't under or overdo it. Some people want to go on microdose regimens. I'm really excited for the future of the of magic fungi and and all the, the new legislations that are going out and um, some of the products and stuff that people are, are making in anticipation for the thing. Yeah, I do too. I think it, I think we're really on the, but to turn some corners here when it comes to, you know, getting it out into the mainstream and people finding uses for it that on some level are able to, you know, move past some of the pharmaceutical pills that are out there and whatnot. You know, it's interesting too. You know, it wasn't too long ago that in cannabis, we kind of used or bought cannabis based on folk names, you know, like White Widow <laughs> or, you know, yeah. and, and now now we have like, now you can see the Terp profile and you can see mm. all these other attributes that will help you thoroughly understand, oh, this one is probably a better profile for me. Do you think that that's where we're headed with, with Magic Mushrooms is being able to see, you know, the the... Different yes. ingredients in there that would help out with probably maybe different disorders and stuff like that. Do you see that kind of going down the same path as cannabis? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Labels on the bottle saying you know right. which alkaloids are in it. Yep. Um, alkaloids in different combinations will have different effects or, or entourage or you right. know ambient effect based on based on the based on the profile of each mushroom. Some of the profiles are very different. Granted, cubensis is similar mostly for all of them like you'll see like you know a high psilocybin peak or a high psilocin peak which are that we consider the major alkaloids but some of these other exotics and some of the cubensis um, especially some of the indoor domesticated ones that we're breeding to be really strong some of the ones that mutate um, they're doing odd things and making a lot of minor alkaloids um, we're going to get into a new test we're working on um, for uh, beta-glucans and uh, polysaccharides. So we'll be able to look for those, which is good for not only magic fungi, but functional mushrooms. Mm. A lot of people are interested in lion's mane yep. and cordyceps and reishi. Yep. So those three mainly. Um, yeah. When you look at some of the tests, you know, I know that like the... Uh, I think it's the Stamens protocol calls for lion mane, you know, psilocybin and these different ones together. When you, when you do the test, are you able to put those profiles together and see how they kind of interact with each other? I mean, we could see that, you know, we could measure potency and the alkaloids right. to see the amounts in each right. one, right? Like, so, and I even have a method for lion's mane, which almost nobody has because there's no standards available for it. Mm -hmm. And um, we were able to work with um, Hamilton mushroom extracts with their quality control extract that they get made in China. And so based on lab reports from China and his, um, his blends, we were able to use as a quality control sample. So at least we could get an idea. And I believe like the um, lion's mane had erinacines or heronosones at around 2%. The cordycep one was at around 1% cordycepin. We have cordycep standards, so we didn't need that one. But for lion's mane, um, you know, we don't have a 99% pure standard available to us. And the ones that I got quoted were like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So forget that. Um, so quality control sample, we have 
we have this product here that's made consistently with 2% of this and that, and we, it says it on the label. We could at least make a method based off that and compare other samples against it, and it, it still works okay. So that's kind of cool. So yes, we could look at the amounts, and right. we could look at the experiences based off the reports. Um, if some people yeah. wanted to fill out uh, these reports, you know, they don't necessarily have to have a test or anything like that. They could just, even if they had some some other mushroom, you know, nobody ever heard of, they could go in from 10 years ago or something, some trip that they had and they want to write about it, go in there and write about it. Um, maybe it'll help somebody just, just listening to your story or, or things that you went through, including bad trips and stuff like that. Yeah. I hope that people really put into it, you know, uh, truthfully. Um, you're going to make some really great reports off that. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait to read them. I think it's a, a crucial part of understanding. You know, it's, it would be like rattled awake because all yeah. these people have come to it with some kind of like they're looking for something and they find the mushroom or they're trying to heal themselves or they're looking for something or they're trying to figure something out. And we all kind of come to this space and we all have a story. We all have an amazing story. Yep. Yeah, it's true. And I, th I think that there would be a lot of through lines, a lot of similarities in people's stories moving through that, you know, it's like a tapestry. You have one thread and then another thread and then all yeah. of a sudden you got this beautiful piece, man. I think yeah. that's, that's a huge part of it. It's That's, that's great. You know, I love thinking about it like that, like the hive, you know, it's like the hive mind. It's like yeah. we're connected too in like so many ways. Like even sometimes I got to get off the phone because I'm on the social media too much and I still feel connected to you guys. It's like we're working all day. We're working our asses off to push this moving forward. Yeah. Go ahead. I cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's all good. I'm just thinking the same thing. It's I'm excited it's, to talk to you. We haven't talked in so long. <laughs> I know, man. It's There's a lot of stuff going on. I heard California too is uh, potentially gonna, going to move the way of um, – legalization and stuff like that maybe this year and the, every state that starts to to get on the bandwagon it's almost like the mycelium growing you know what i mean when you start looking at all these states like the fruit starting to pop up over here trying to pop up over psychedelic here psychedelic you know? bill track i think it's psychedelic go to that go to everybody go to that website especially people who are like me who are doing this stuff like me cultivators testers yeah go to psychedelic.com uh, psychedelicbilltracker.com, and there's a map of the United States. Click on your state, read about what kind of legislation and bills is, is involved in your state, which ones have gone on, which ones have failed, what are the current ones, what are the old ones. Find out the assembly people or the whoever is in charge of that bill and write them a letter. Write them a letter. You know, it could just be as simple as I believe in this stuff pass it it could be like i want to help what can i do you know you you know I, I i even have a letter i could show people as a template if they wanted to but i'm in this profession so i made it like i'm doing this stuff professionally i believe this stuff should be legalized new york needs it so i could do the testing and everything and i wrote all my assembly people um that that was a while back like the last time i talked to you and i never heard back and i went on there recently to find out that that bill was wiped out and now they got a new bill so you got to write them again and write yeah. for the new bill and and put the new bill numbers on there and and keep doing it and they see how many people are really into this and they'll see that it really matters yeah and it does matter right 
I was spoke I was speaking with Moksha Journeys, who's over there in, in Oregon and Colorado. And uh they just had one of their first cohorts come through for addiction recovery using psilocybin as the, the method to, to to as the agent of change in there. And within their first week, they had the people's addiction profile go from 10 to 1. You know, some of these people have been alcoholics for like a long time. And it's just it's amazing to think that, you know, with this new era and this new potential for therapy, there's a real possibility that we start seeing addiction in a whole nother way, man. Start treating it in a whole nother way. Man, I wish this stuff was around 20 years ago they were doing this. Um, you know, I'm still having a hard time. Um, I might have mentioned last time that I was like trying to get off Suboxone. Mm. And, you know, me and you text. I, uh, you yeah. know, we haven't, we haven't totally been silent. We, we text each other here right. and there. We've both been busy, but, you know, we're friends and we keep up a yeah. little bit. And I tell you what's going on with me and stuff. And I, I, I had a really hard time. Like I was trying to get off it and I got all the way down and I couldn't get off. I was trying different things. I was trying Kratom. I was trying microdosing. Yeah. And um, I'm still I'm still taking like a milligram or two a day, but it's way better than where I was. I think last time we talked, I was at eight milligrams. Yeah. The year before that, I was at 16. Uh, you know, I keep going up and down and up and down. But now I'm just at like around one or two. I'm pretty good like that. Um, actually, this week is one of my microdose weeks. When I when I microdose, I like to do it for one week on and then for one week off. And I'll do that for a month or two. And then I just totally take a break but right now i'm on one of my on weeks and um i'm coming to the t i think i'm on the sixth day now so I, i'm almost feeling done but um when i started around sunday or monday i went running yeah and i and i was still vaping so i quit smoking cigarettes but i'm still vaping the nicotine right <clears throat> so i went running and it was a great i felt great while i was running i ran i ran about four miles and I walked about another four, maybe, over the course of the whole uh, trip there. And um, it felt great. But when I got back, and the next day, I was hurting bad, man. My, my lungs, I couldn't breathe. My ribs were hurting. My back was hurting. My legs were sore. So I said, this is it. I have to quit this vaping because it's going to kill me. And so I, I, and I was microdosing. This was like mm -hmm. the first days I was microdosing. And usually when I first start microdosing, I'm very sensitive because I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. So I take a quarter of a gram and that's a perfect microdose. Um, but then as the days progress, I find myself taking more and more and more and more. Like now I'm up to three grams per day. That's mm -hmm. my microdose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But and and I have total confidence. Like I could go right. online and go on camera yeah. with you, and right. I'm okay. You know, I'm right. all right. But before, you know, I'd be vaping like crazy. I'd be a nervous wreck. I'd have anxiety. I wouldn't want to do this. I probably my stomach would feel funny. Uh, I don't have any of that now. It's five or six days later, and uh, yeah, you know, I feel like I need to maybe eat some fruit or maybe like drink a lot or something. But um, other than that, I feel great. Maybe a little dehydrated. That's about it. I got to drink something. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's interesting. Like, do you think it's a it's when when you specifically for microdosing or mushrooms and addiction? In your opinion, what does it do? Does it is it like a? Do you think that the psilocybin on some level helps with the physical part of the addiction, the mental mm. part of the addiction, or both? Both. 
Definitely the mental part. You see, I'm holding this tape right here, and yeah. that's because, well, I was working with it, but I have to hold something in my hand because I always have my vape in my hand, uh, right? Oh, yeah. So it's like I find myself in – I used to sleep with it. I sleep with it with my, like this on my chest, <laughs> and I'm hitting it in the middle of the night. That's not good. You know, there's that's like crazy. little tiny particles in there. There's metal yeah. and shit in there. If you hit it after the juice runs out, forget about it. You're inhaling formaldehyde and shit. Mm -hmm. So, like – I'm, I'm thinking about all these things. So I quit. It's been like five or six days, but still I got some of the physical, like during the day, I'm yeah. going like this, I'm going like this, like hit myself in the face. Like I'm, I'm supposed to be hitting the vape and I'm like, shit, I quit. So, you know, I got to do something else. So I got like the patches and I got the gum and I, I got a little piece of gum in my mouth over here yeah. and you know, I'm still doing the nicotine, but I'm not smoking. Mm. I'm trying to take care of my lungs. So, you know, and, and until I started the microdose a week ago, no matter what was happening in my life, I wasn't accepting that. And then like during the first two days, microdoses, and then it comes to me at certain times, like I'm alone a lot. So mm. it could come to me at any time because I could pretty much get into that state anytime. But for some reason, when I'm in the shower, like I went home, I was alone. I was like, I worked all day. I was microdosing. I was tired from running and I took a hot shower and it's like, that's when it hit me. It was like, an epiphany from the celestial realm or something like that. It was like, you have to do this now. You can't wait another day. So I did. And it worked. And I'm still going through some of the physical things, but my mental is okay. You know, and I'm still going through it with the other thing. But it's like, you know, you just got to keep trying. You got to keep persisting yeah. and take care of yourself, um, especially as you get older. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you know what in my garden it and um I used to dip a lot. I used to smoke cigarettes when I was younger, and then I switched up to like a Copenhagen, not Copenhagen, but a Kodiak. And then uh, you know it was it's it's hard to kick, man. But one thing I I did is I started growing some tobacco in my garden out here because I have a mm -hmm. little yard and like everything grows out here in Hawaii. And then I would just take those leaves. First off, you got to be careful, man, because you have a bunch of tobacco plants and you walk around and it's like wet. All those things rub on you, man. You're going to get all, ah, like you get like tobacco sickness on this some level. This is great. I love where you're going with this. Please keep going. <laughs> and uh, so it was a it was work in progress because the first time I went out there and I just walked by the plants and like they, they rubbed on me. I got like, man, like my head hurt. I had to sit down. I was like, what the hell? And I started researching and I'm like, so yeah, be careful. Like, those plants rub on you when they're wet. But long story longer, I was able to take like a couple leaves and just ball mm -hmm. them up and kind of dip them and like, nice. it yeah, it was you really changed, helpful. What you did was you changed your relationship. You changed it from yes. an addiction to a loving relationship. And this could go with anything. And I'm, and I can't believe you said that because it's amazing because after I quit, right, I still do the nicotine, yeah. but I want to quit yeah. that too. I'm saying, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to grow Aztec tobacco i'm gonna grow yep. nicotina rustica because i got these seeds here yep. i've been wanting to grow yep. i'm gonna yep. start to develop my own relationship with nicotine in a way i never have before i'm not gonna go to the store and pay 20 bucks yeah. for it i'm not even gonna like you know buy you know whatever a dip or cigarettes or anything like that i'm gonna grow my own and i'm gonna use my own and then use that to taper off and use it as a sacrament instead of uh, a drug Dude, you're gonna. That's exactly how it's gonna fundamentally change, change your, your life. Relationship. And we say that a lot. Like I said, oh, there's a new movie. 
Let me plug the movie real quick. Yeah. My buddy Hamilton at Hamilton Mushroom Extracts, we filmed this movie two years ago, and it just came out now. Uh, the, the name of the, direct, the direction is called Fox Real Films, like I think Faux, F-A-U-X, mm -hmm. Real, Faux Real Films, and it's called Through a Blue Lens, As Your Essence. It's, you could just go on YouTube and type in Through a Blue okay. Lens or Through a Blue Lens, As Your Essence. It's made by Hamilton Mushroom Extracts, Faux Real Films. And um, it's about a half hour, 35 minutes. Okay. Great movie about this area in the Pacific Northwest and about the Azurescence, how they got there, the other indigenous and invasive species that came about, how it happened. I'll give a little hint, man was involved. But uh, ch check it out, it's a great film. I was in it, I was sitting right here in this spot. It just came out and we did it like two years ago, so it's pretty cool that it came out. And uh, in that movie, and many times before, I have said, you have to develop your own relationship yeah. with the fungi. And what I meant by that was exactly that. What we just said, like when you have a garden and you grow your own tomatoes, you grow your yeah. own cucumbers, they just, they taste sweeter. They taste healthier. They almost taste like they're healing you as you eat it because you spent every minute with it. You put all that time in it. You watched the sun go into it. You gave it all the water and yeah. everything. So that's what I mean by develop your own relationship. You start to watch the mycelium grow. You start to know what it likes, what it doesn't like. You start to become a yep. better cultivator. Maybe you even start to get into breeding some of the strains to make your crops better, to get a more plentiful crop or to get a stronger crop. And the next thing you know, you have a loving, sacred relationship with the fungi that could never really be abused like today's drugs yep. and street drugs and prescription drugs and... The, the other addictions that, that we have been handed down, uh, it hasn't even been our choice. It's just been handed down to us and given to us, and we've been told to believe that this is how it goes. Science, real true science, is made to be proven wrong. It's only right until it's wrong again. Today we're going to talk about this great new theory we have, and it's only going to be great until it's proven wrong and a new theory comes out. I mean, not to say that any of our work is bad or anything like that. I'm just right. saying that the science, to do good science, you have to be willing to put it out there, get critiqued, take some, take some criticism, see what, see what maybe you did wrong, fix it, come back better. And it, all the life could be that way. You could think of all life that way about dealing with your traumas, dealing with fear is a big one because just having, yeah. we could talk about like, um, um, uh, like archetypes and uh, ancestral archetypes or astral archetypes or demons and stuff like this. Like, um, uh, you know, it, if you have the fear, it's like an invitation for it to come to, for it to keep consuming you. Right. But it's like in that fear is when you can really find if find the good in there and come out of it and just blast it all away, blast the darkness all away with light. Um, so learning how to deal with that fear and not be afraid and take it and turn it around and make it something beautiful, that's, you're gonna learn all that when you uh, develop a relationship with nature and mycelium and cannabis and any effigen that, that, that has healing potential. Not only healing potential, they used it for their clothes, for their building materials. I'm not talking about hemp. I mean, right? They used it yeah. for their clothes and rope. Uh, yeah. People who grow your own, you know, when you harvest and you're taking the stalks down, like 
sometimes you pull on it and like a big rope comes off and you're like, shit, I can make a rope out of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like you really can. It's crazy. It's it, like nature provides. Yeah. I, it's interesting too. I was thinking about this uh, idea the other day that, you know, I, and I don't know how you would test for this or it's just a theory that like be it psilocybin or cannabis, whatever you grow in your community probably helps you better because it's grown in the soil and we're part of the soil, we're part of the earth and we're part of our community. So I have this idea that whatever you grow in your immediate community is going to help you cure the ailments of what's going on in you, in your community, you know, cause you're connected the same way the mycelium branches out and absorbs everything, the nutrients, the, the love, the hate, all like the, all the energy from the ground, mm -hmm. that particular fruit or plant is is set up to specifically help individuals in that community. I'm not saying that something from another community couldn't help somebody else, right. but it seems that like a particular fruit grown in a particular garden is customized for that individual in that particular area, man. What do you think Absolutely. about that? I, I think that I think that's right on the head. And I mean, not taking anything away from like right. modern medicine or right. other people, you know, grows and stuff like that, like you said, or like even modern medicine, there's things right. in modern medicine that if you were to show some ancient person, they would say that's straight up magic. That's yep. a miracle. Yep. At the stuff that we know, it's a miracle, some of it. And some of it is life-saving when you really need it. But we could, you know, we need that's like when we need it we go there and get that like right. when we really need it like when we're like so traumatized that we're like almost dying and stuff but like if we just kind of more regularly in our everyday lives kind of had this relationship and made our own medicine right. maybe you would never even need those other life-saving things because you would never get to that point in the first place i mean naturally that's not going to cover a hundred percent of every right. ailment out there uh, there's there's definitely uses and place for modern medicine, but I did they gotta loosen up the restrictions and let us do our own, especially when it comes to natural plants and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're asking to like um, you know, all mix up have a lab in our basement and mix up chemicals <laughs> and make drugs. We just wanna grow natural medicine. Yeah. And I think that the ridiculousness of it is really kinda like disclosed now because it's like even the government is uh, they're trying to get it descheduled. They have they have to admit that you know it has medicinal uses and stuff like that. So it has no business being on that schedule one list yeah. to begin with. You know the decrim, the deschedule, that's all great. But re the, I mean the reschedule, rescheduling that would be great. Decriminalization that would be great and everything. It's a step in the right direction. But really, we just got to go right to deschedule when it comes to plants, ethogens, mushrooms, and stuff like that. Right yeah, I, person. yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I, the, 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 the more, like you said, the more people go and, and become part of this movement, the faster it happens because, you know, everybody, everybody I know knows somebody who's had the, the, the power of plant medicine help them or, or they know someone that has and you know, once you've seen the changes in people and they've, they've done it through natural ways, through natural medicine, you know, it's, it's a no brainer, man. I, I just don't see how things can continue to progress down this road of small mindedness. Like this is a plant that helps people. How could this possibly be 
It's all about schedule. money, big yeah. pharma, politics, yep. power. Yep. That's what it's all about at this point. And yeah. everybody knows it. That's why it's so ridiculous. That's why you see all this ridiculousness on the TV because people are fed up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's interesting to to see. It, you know, and it's interesting to look back to like, a, I remember, you know, reading and, and listening to some of the lectures from some of the thought leaders in the 60s, you know, and they were talking about some of the same things that are happening now. And isn't it weird that on some level, the same way a plant goes through a fruiting cycle, you know, or, you know, there seems to be, you know, seasons for harvesting and, and growth and so too in the human condition, you know, it seems that we go through these same sort of phases where we start doing these things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that <clears throat> our the, our differences are so minute uh, and we make such a big deal about every little thing. I mean, if we had just had like some big asteroid <clears throat> just show up outside the friggin' belt and it was like an imminent that it's going to hit us any day, or if like um, some aliens came here or something like that, everybody in the world would band together and just make one flag and just say, shit, we're, Amer we're, we're earthlings, you know? Yeah, right. From earth and <laughs> we're all mixed. Um, you know, most of us have had 23andMe's by now and yeah. uh, we all have like so many different genetics as it is anyway. I mean, I mean I'm, the, I'm the perfect example. I, I, you know, I have Palestinian, I have Israeli, I have Italian. I mean, I have so many different countries in me. I'm like a yeah. mutt, yeah. you know? And, and meanwhile, my whole family acts like they're 100% Italian. And <laughs> they don't even speak Italian. It, it just it makes no sense. And, we, and with Christopher Columbus and all this stuff, I mean, look at all this history that everything we were taught as kids was wrong. It's like, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Even then, I was like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, I, I was in some pretty good schools, and then I was put in public school, and it was some of this stuff was interesting, and a lot of it I just thought was just totally ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, that, and I, that... left. I dropped out. I dropped out of um, school when I was 16. I got my GED when I, before my other friends even graduated. And then I went to all kinds of trade schools yeah. and colleges that I wanted to go to, that, that had information I wanted to learn. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. You, you know, you got better chances today just teaching yourself. Yeah, man, it's it's interesting to see the. Otherwise, you have student loans to the day you die. Man, and you can never default on those. You know, get a hundred grand and you never default. It's it's so he crazy. He goes to school to learn something, and then like he doesn't do it anymore or something, and now he can never get a credit card for the rest of his life or anything like that. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's. It... And they wonder why people are on welfare, and you know. Yeah, I think that. On some level, for many of us, psychedelics have been a way that have helped us learn. I mean, so for me, I remember uh, you know, being in high school and doing like my first dose of magic mushrooms, going like this laser show. But but more than the Pink Floyd laser show, or more than the I mushrooms, went to that laser show. Dude, it was a Dark <laughs> Side of the Moon. <laughs> it was so epic. <laughs> talking about the nineties. Yeah, and I went to Hayden Planetarium and I saw it. Yeah, we had we had one at um, Balboa Park at a planetarium. I remember just being like, "Dude, so amazing!" But more than that, it was there was this feeling of knowing. That was like the first time the world made sense to me, and it was just like a passing glance, man. I remember thinking like, "Oh, this shit's all connected." You know, for the first time in my life, I felt as if 
It was the first time information was revealed to me. You know what I mean by that? Like sometimes on a psychedelic trip, like you get these flashes of insight. It's not, it's not that you learned it. It's that like it's revealed to you. On some moment you get a, you get to peel back the veil and be like, Oh, trip out how that thing grows like that. That's how I grow. You know, and you start seeing these connections that you would never see, but. And even after it wears off, you could be thinking yes. you know, later down the line, the integration. Sometimes people don't get anything until later yeah. on. They, they, yeah. they have a horrible, sometimes frightening experience only to find out later that they needed to go through that to yep. go through some kind of certain thought processes. And now that the whole thing's all over, they're able to put it in this kind of order in their mind. And now it makes sense and they could kind of move on. Yeah. Or they make a decision where it's just like, oh, okay, that. Now I get it. Okay, I can't do that no more, or I got to move on, or whatever. Yeah, it makes me think that a lot of this chaos and this just incredible fight for extracting resources everywhere is because we've been separated from nature. You know, it's it's if you look at the DSM or so many of these diseases that manifest themselves in our kids today, like bulimia or you know these incredible sort of mental illness that seems to be sweeping through the world. It's like it's because we've been separated from nature. And then you start building a relationship with plants, be it the nicotine, be it psychedelics or cannabis. And mm. all of a sudden you begin to get this, this divine wisdom. Like, oh yeah, you know what? It makes sense. This is my problem with my relationship. But it's, it's just, it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that when you start building a relationship with nature, your relationships in other parts of your life get better, man. I, I, those things are just not disconnected. They have to be together, I think. Yeah, and uh, we, they kind of hit on this um, topic in the movie, in the Azarescence movie, because it kind of shows like cause and effects of yeah. what people do, and we don't really think of the big picture, you right. know, and, and and what could happen from our, from our, you know, the consequences from our uh, actions. Yeah, it's all connected. You know, I we had I had an incident in my kid's school the other day. Like, uh, they had a, they had a. Uh, a teacher that was just doing some inappropriate things and then another kid brought in pepper spray like a month later you know and it's like those things are connected we don't realize how one action that somebody does in a community can radically affect the rest of the community six months later you know it's like it's it's such a connection between actions and and the same thing too if you go out and you do something nice for somebody you have no idea what the ramifications of that can be later in life like that kind of ripples out you know what i mean like you do something great for somebody then that person goes out and does something nice and that person goes out and does something nice it's contagious man it is it's contagious it's mind-blowing to me but well, also so too can uh, you know the bad moods and stuff be yeah, contagious of course. Too, you know so you know I've had that happen to me, and, and like this week, I feel great. I, I'm in a really good mood. I'm yeah. happy. I feel like you know I want to talk to people mm -hmm. and uh, uh, be nice and stuff like that. But there's been days where I just I mope. You know, I, yeah. I, I I grimace. I walk around, you know, all day like dragging my head, like oh I got to do so much shit today, and I yeah. don't feel good. You know, especially when you don't feel good. If your health Yep. Even even slightly, even if yep. like, you know, it's it could be something you don't even know about. It could be something deep down, uh, an emotion that, that you have suppressed or um, yep. some kind of even illness that you have deep down. You know, sometimes animals are good at sensing those kind of things yep. when you're around dogs and cats and stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, so you got to take a good look at yourself. This medicine has a way of kind of revealing those things to yeah. you. 
like in a way only like a shaman can do. So it's like you be your own shaman. I'm, I'm one of those who think that, you know, you shouldn't have to go to like a, a special place and pay thousands of dollars to have this experience. You should be able to do it at home as an adult, just like people buy beer or cigarettes or pot and go home and enjoy it like a responsible adult. Granted, have, you know, do your research, um, have respect for the medicine. You might want to think about your diet for a couple days yeah. leading up to it because the stuff sitting in your gut is going to talk to you while you're on it. <laughs> <laughs> So that's important, you know, um, and, and there's been many times where I wasn't fully prepared and I just, you know, I'm saying this is my week. I'm just going to go for it and see what happens yeah. this week. I didn't feel good. I'm like, I really need to change something. So I'm going to try a microdose this week. I haven't done it in a little while. And look, it's working out. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I Something about something about not giving away your authority. You know, I think a no lot of us do that. Gotta yeah. have no fear too. Like, and then when you make a decision, don't have fear about it. Just you already made the decision. Go with it with authority, and just go straight for it, and you'll be good. Yeah, in some ways, I think you're describing faith. In some ways, I think you're describing believing in yourself. And there's there's been an epidemic of that. We've been, for some reason, we've. Well, I think when you live in fear, you can't have faith, man. I don't think those two parts of the brain can light up at the same time. Because everything's so separate in today's society. Everything's divided. Yeah. Like even families. Forget about yeah. politics. Even families. Even households. You know, um, how, you know, how are you going to do that when we're so divided? And meanwhile, we have this spiritual connection underneath that is yeah. so divine and magnificent. All we have to do is believe in it for a second and we could tap into it. And, you know, all those who say, ah, no, it's all bullshit, you know, I'm just going to go in a box under the ground when I'm dead and that's it and all that stuff. Well, yeah, you're right, because that's what you believe. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, what you, you believe. So you're going to get what you believe. Yeah, you can change the way. Well, there's this great quote that says something along the lines of your, your, your actions go your actions grow where your awareness goes or something like that. And it's amazing how much your life can change if you're willing just to see yourself differently. And I thought that's a big part of the spiritual experience. Or for me, my relationship with plant medicine is all about changing perspective and seeing the world in a way that is, you know, fruitful. You know, that's an, that's an apt metaphor. Appropriate word. <laughs> right. So, what else? What else, Tom? You got on the on the uh, horizon that you see, man. Anything else on the horizon that you see in the world of testing that's uh, that's really exciting to you? Wow. Um, yeah, I guess getting into more of the gourmet stuff. I'm looking okay. forward to testing some more. I'm looking forward to doing some of these controlled studies. You know, I encourage people to help support my lab by signing up on a Patreon. Yeah. It comes with a great benefit of the Discord server where you could come chat with us. We yeah. do giveaways. We uh, we have fun. We joke around. We have on Sundays. We have uh, after this, I'm doing a little live thing on the Discord, so that'll be fun. Nice. Uh, before the Super Bowl. So I'm just looking forward to all the collaborations. I'm looking forward right. to the new legislation going on uh, federally and statewide. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a crazy year because it's an election year, you yeah. know. So I don't know how much is actually going to get done this year. They might try to get some stuff done before the election. Um, but it seems like everybody's on defense defending them, 
they're old ass selves. So yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see what happens. But um, you know, just everybody just keep pushing forward. I'm really excited um, for the community to be working together and to be to to see this thing forward. Yeah, maybe you can send out a quick shout out to uh, some of the other sponsors out there. I know you got uh, Willie. Oh, who, who's those other guys? Yeah, who are they? Oh, Willie Michael. We had yeah. Hamilton Mushroom Extracts, Hate Street Shoe Shop. We had Gentech, who I wrote a paper with recently. Um, we had Brown Treasure Substrate, Pacific Substrate. Um, we had Blue Spore Mico. We had uh, Tenor Mico. We had uh, Capital Shroomery. We had um, Explore Spores, who won the whole thing. Um, excellent, excellent guy, excellent vendor, excellent friend. I mean, he, people don't even know the history. All the strains that are out there are pretty much from, from this guy. So shout out to Birdman. Uh, and there was many other great sponsors, True Life Podcast. Um, the, 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 the winners and the sponsors, you can hit up George and see if he yeah. wants to do an interview with you. That was part yeah, of our team. man. You know, go on here, tell them, you know, what you do, get people excited about what you do. That's that's what we're all about is promoting each other yep. and, and, and helping each other. You know, nobody is like all selfish in my group. Everybody is trying to help everybody else and trying to advance it forward. We're always coming up with new ideas and stuff like that. Yeah, there was a few more sponsors I um, probably forgot, but um, What's I, I love them all. Yeah, they can go on. Everybody listening to this can go on to uh, Magic Michael and see a whole list of sponsors out there and learn how to participate and donate to the lab and become part of the conversation and become part of the movement, man. And, and just fill out a trip report, even just, yeah. uh, you know, contribute in some way. Yeah. Shout out if to Mark Davis over here, too. If you believe yeah. in this medicine or plant ethogens, please, uh, please contribute in some way. Yeah. Hi from Toronto. Yep. What's up, Toronto? Yeah. What's up, Michael Mom? <laughs> What's up, Ivan Tribesman? Even I don't know if they're around anymore, but Yep. Well shoots, man. Before I let you go though, Domo, where can people find you? What do you got coming up? And uh I guess we've already talked quite a bit about what you're excited about, but where can people find you? What do you got coming up? Oh, another another dude. Let me I'm gonna give a yeah, couple of tips before please. we go. I'm not really yeah. in a big rush. I don't know how much time okay. you got. But um, Yeah, I'm good too. I I, I thought maybe you might have had so, something uh, coming up, but so this isn't my game, but another company called Stealthy Spores okay. just came out with a card game. It's a mycology card game. It's oh, launching yeah. on September 23rd, and it's based off uh, like Magic the Gathering, right? Okay. So young people will be into this. Um, and it has hero cards of all us uh, mycologists that are out there leading the way. It has villain cards like contaminations and stuff like that. Oh, let me show you. I got to show you. Yeah, and let me check had, it out. Um, I already started putting all my cards into like these little, these like little holders. So here's my card here. Yeah. And it tells you a bit about, <laughs> uh, about me and my business. Then they even made cards with our strains like American Mystic and Tidal Wave. And yeah. even with descriptions of it, Gordo Tech is in there. Boomer Shroomer is in there. Philly Golden Teacher is in there. And this is just the first edition. Edition, So just like baseball cards, this yeah. is 2024. He couldn't get in touch with everybody. I was like, hey, where's Willie? Where's these other guys? Yeah. And he's like, hey, they didn't get back to me. So if, if, this is, if this goes well, you guys into this, you know, you guys can get on it for next year and be part of it too. But I think it's really great. Not because... I'm not, you know, th things like this, I would think is kind of like egotistical or pretentious, to be honest with you. 
right? But I don't think this isn't my project, and I don't think of it this way. This is for the community. This is for the people who love mycology. Yeah, they, they love collecting things, right? It's not, you know, I'm, I'm not like I was like at least make my picture like realistic, you know? I didn't want to look like some Superman or something. <laughs> but uh, oh, is the Gorda Tech one is really cool? It really looks like him, like when he's oh, out. Oh yeah. There. That's yeah, amazing. AI is great. They're doing great things with AI out there. I think it's all great. The, here's the Rattled Awake book. Yeah. I wrote one chapter, and it's a free download. Um, you could get a free Kindle, and if it's not free anymore, you could even get the the free sample, which you could read my whole first chapter. Yeah. Um, and it's a letter to my daughter, but it basically tells my story up to this point. Um, I would have liked to maybe write a whole book, but we talked about some ideas we'd like to do so maybe we will we'll see Lonnie is a great uh, gal if anybody wants to hook up with her to write your own story uh, you can hook up with Lonnie Ray publishing yeah um, so yeah that was I, I wanted to mention the the stealthy sports so that comes out on uh, January 23rd you could use code DOMA and you could save 10% on the cards we'll be writing some new books uh, trip reports and stuff like that yeah, anybody anybody else have any about anybody else writing questions out there? No? What um when you, maybe you could talk a little bit about some of the strange you got coming out of your lab, man. Like what's going on? What's up? What's the American mystic? What's that all about? That's older, <laughs> that was an older strain, okay. but then right. one of our newer strains is MIB is the big one right now. MIB, okay. I call it men in black because it's totally alien. It's um <laughs> <laughs> it's totally something different. You've never seen a mushroom like this before. It's like a pan cyan um, mixed with, uh, what, what, I'll tell you the three strains that okay. I used to cross it. We used British Virgin Islands. Um, we used PHV and another one called Neck D. Um, three different strains uh, fused together the way that I do. I took like six months to do it, took some extra time. Every time I take a little bit of extra time like that to do a strain, it always comes out really stable and solid on the first run. Uh, our first generation F2 spore prints is what I actually consider my hybrid. We did have a bunch of F1 clones that went out also, so you might get some more variation there, but um, it's one of the strongest bangers out there. So MIB, Men in Black, and I'm also bringing a whole bunch of new ones out of old storage, so reviving old ones. So we're up to like generation eight on Tidal Wave because it's been like seven years. So right. I got an old original version out of the fridge, my my last ones, and they germinated, my spores germinated. So we got F2 Tidal Waves germinating. I have a whole bunch of other strains that I was just going through right here. Like we got the Trinity, the old Trinity. So we're doing a bunch of back crosses. The Tidal Wave 2 that won the first cup kind of weakened after some time i think because of the mutation itself it, it mm -hmm. has inside it what's called ultra selfish genes and basically they um that they, they're they're selfish and they basically mate with them they're able to self-mate the mm -hmm. asexual so that's why like uh, these strains sometimes they don't produce spores and they wind up going uh, sterile is because of this and when that happens we have no choice but to just keep cloning 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 that's yeah. great for a little while but after some time 
most of the time it'll weaken or the it can revert and you'll get like one one or two mushrooms like actual mushrooms like the old mushroom that it was isolated from pop out and that's called a revert oftentimes those will have spores and that's a sign that the genetics got so weak that it's trying to like reboot itself so it's 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 showing you some recessive genes it it, it allowed a nucleus to enter somewhere so that it can make spores and in the spores is where the nucleus is actually fused and the new hybrids the new strains are created so it it does that so that it could basically survive um so we're reviving a whole bunch of old strains by doing back crosses and what we do is we basically just cross two of the same strain but with an older version that had more vigorous genetics then i got some like ones a whole bunch that i'm reviving like raven mazatec um, we got some new one, Dancing Dragons and um, Aztec God. I'm trying to bring back. I got the plate here. It's kind of germinated. Yep, it's just, it was an old plate. I gave one to a member, so we got members working on it too. Nice. WWK, which is Weaving Well Kings, Golden Hawk. We got some new ones, um, some new name ones that you're going to hear, but they were actually old projects. And one is called Warhead. And another one is called Kanagawa. Mm-hmm. And they're all cubes. The, the MIB right. is the only one that was the exotic, and that happens to be the strongest out of them all. And mm-hmm. it's very pleasing, too. Like, not just strong, like, you know, kick your ass strong. It's, like, pleasant. And mm-hmm. at, at least in my experience so far, when, when I consume my mushrooms, I don't like to eat the actual mushroom. I don't know. I'm old. My digestive tract takes a long time to break it down. It makes me feel slow and sluggish, like, and that's whole body load, right? Mm. And when you feel like that, when you trip in, it's kind of uncomfortable. And it's not that you're having a bad trip. It's just when you don't feel comfortable and, you know, you're kind of slugging around like that, there's it, more chances that you could your thoughts could go the wrong way because you don't feel good. Yeah. Right? So the, the better you feel before you start, then the, 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 the better trip you're going to have. So... What I like to do is I break it down. So like think of it as like Mm pre-digesting, right? So if you mix your mushrooms with some water or do an extract or some lemon juice, which contains a little bit of acid, what that'll do is it'll dephosphorylate some of the psilocybin into psilocin, which will then be very easy for your body to absorb. You'll start tripping fast and it'll leave fast. So it'll be a faster trip. When yeah. you just eat the mushrooms, sometimes I could be tripping for a long time. It's because it takes your body so long to metabolize and break down all those, those the chitin and the lignin to get the medicine out. When you yeah. break it down beforehand, do a little extract, and then I do a little shooter. I've been eating some of my friends' candies who, who, who makes the water extracts and then makes candy out of them. They don't have long shelf life, but if you do it, you know, close to when you're going to consume it, uh, it's, it's very, very pleasing. And I like to do that with all my mushrooms. And the, the MIB just happens to come out of the tote with high psilocin content, which mm-hmm. is something that I personally enjoy. It's not very good for shelf life stability, but as far as me eating the damn thing at that time, I like it with psilocin. <laughs> yeah. So with, as we want it to stay as psilocybin only because we want it to stay shelf stable for a longer period of time. That's the only reason why we want it to stay as psilocybin. Yeah. You know, I heard a th- I heard a theory a while back too that I was talking to a guy, and we just got onto the topic of like, man, why does it come in waves? You know what I mean? When you take like large, it comes in waves. And his theory was that 
that's your body breaking it down. Like it gets into, mm -hmm. it gets into the liver and then it breaks down a little bit and then you get hit with a wave and then it breaks down a little bit. Then you get hit with a wave. But what's your thoughts yeah. on that, man? Why, why, why is it waves? I would tend to agree with that. It's your body's metabolism right. and um, the half-life of the, of whatever compounds you took get being broken down by your liver, your spleen, yeah. your kidneys and everything. Sometimes my kidneys hurt a little bit. I can yeah. actually feel it going through there, you know? But, and when you take the when you take the shot or the extract or the converted yeah. kind, it's it's a little bit more like linear, like not yeah. as many waves. You still might get some waves as your right. body because it breaks it down further and further. Right. So it's still your body still does a little work, but I think the less body load, the better your mind seems, the happier and more cheerful you seem to be. At least me in my experience. Yeah. You know what? And taking it back full circle, maybe that's what we'll begin to see when you start you know, correlating the trip reports with the different strains or the different sort of information that comes with it is you get to really see the thought process because you'll be able to see at this point in time, especially people that have like the uh, when I read trip reports, I always like the T minus one or T minus two, you know, like they give like the exact time or what they thought was the time. And you can see where they're at in the trip, what they were thinking and it's, I think that once you have those particular stories coupled with the strains, then you'll be able to understand the thought process. And I think there's real gold in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, many variables we'll be able to look at. The preparations, the thought yep. processes, a lot of stuff. Check it out. Check it out, and you guys tell me what you think. There's a suggestion box on the bottom if you want to leave a comment. Say, hey, I think you should do this or that. Here, drop a comment. Yeah, everyone should go check it out. I mean, there's so much information down there. And you guys have such a great project for all your members and, and how they can be on board and run similar tests and, and stuff like that. It's And then if they want to send it in for the professional testing, yeah. I got it down to 50 bucks. It's reasonable. Yeah. I got it down it to 50 bucks for the members. It's reasonable. That includes me making a COA and all those folders. That takes great. Right. You know, it's like it's that's why this stuff um, costs is because somebody's putting in a lot of time and also consumables and it's it's like it's a lot it's a big deal but the more streamlined we get in our processes the better i get organized and can do things easier automate some of my workflow and stuff like that we got the 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 notebook the eln notebook which i have linked up to my OneDrive, right. and my members have access to so if they want to put anything in our research folder on the eln they just upload it to the OneDrive. So as we get more organized, it's getting more streamlined. The price we could bring the prices down a little bit, um, especially for the members. We we give yeah. the incentive, so we give fifty percent off for all the members. The test is usually a hundred bucks, but you just sign up for the Discord for the Patreon and the Discord. You you know you get on there, you get involved, you start seeing all the links and the other members and stuff like that, and you'll get fifty percent off all the services. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tremendous, man, and I. I, I only see it growing, especially the more people that get on board, the more states that get on board, the more legislators that get on board. I really think we got a bright future coming up. Mushrooms are this like untapped potential to universal consciousness and healing. And if we don't get on top of that and we don't take advantage of that, it's, I think it's an injustice. I think it's an injustice to the earth. We are, our bodies are made just like we have an endocannabinoid system, right? That's what I like to tell old people when they tell me about cannabis and stuff. I'm like, you know, you got an endocannabinoid system. 
and your dog has one too why do they have that why do they even yeah. have that to interact with cannabis if we aren't really part of the same thing and mushrooms are eukaryotes we're eukaryotes we're it's like we divided somewhere down the line you know million hundreds of millions of years ago and you know branched off and they went to uh, fungi and and we became mammals eventually and, and eventually homo sapiens and stuff but we share commonalities and also opposites that attract like in other words like yeah they have like organs and they digest stuff and they and like the the they have compounds that interact with um with receptors in our brains and 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 the, the, you know the way the cannabis hits us like if we didn't have this system and these um these receptors to be able to to process the drug it wouldn't even do anything to us and like yeah. i seen some experiments with slugs mm -hmm. i thought it was a poor i don't want to mention the name but i thought it was a poor experiment it's cool i think all experiments are great right. but they set up a box with slugs and they put psilocybin mushrooms on one side and they put like rusulas or whatever that deer mushroom or something on the other side and wanted to see which one it went for. So you could guess that it mostly ate the regular mushroom and it mostly stayed away from the psilocybin. But it did go near it. They all went near it. They all went through it. They all kind of tasted it, but then went away from it and ate that other mushroom and then just kept more going back to the regular mushroom and not the psilocybin mushroom think that really proves anything that just proves they didn't want to trip that day if you, if you ask me because i've grown outside like i mentioned and the slugs the ants the little caterpillars the deer they all come and tried to take it i had to put chicken wire sometimes my bags were so infested with those little crawly um those little crawly slug like things that that roll up in a bowl yeah they're called anyway they they're all attracted to it just because they didn't eat it you know they probably just wanted to have regular food and not get all bent because chances are that even a damn slug or a snail has an endocannabinoid system don't quote me on that because i'm not sure but i know dogs <laughs> and cats and most mammals do and i'm sure other other animals do too and i'm sure that the psilocybin is not only a deterrent they don't the mushroom does not make psilocybin to deter critters that's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard yeah there might be I one there might be some critters that like they're like oh i don't want to go near that and that's because they don't want to trip their balls off i know some people like that they know the difference <laughs> don't give me that yeah yeah I, I you know it gets back earlier in the conversation we were talking about most of the things that we've been taught in school are wrong you know I, when i look at specifically the different plant medicines you know when i look at mushrooms I, I see it as like an exogenous neurotransmitter like when you're taking that you're communicating with the earth on some level. Like we talked about information being revealed to you. You see different things about yourself. You have a different perspective. I mean, I, there's a fancy ways of saying these things, but a way to say it that everybody can understand is you are, the earth is talking to us through us, mm -hmm. you know, like, like the that. Kundalini is the feel that it's yeah. a, it really connect easy. It's that Kundalini and the chakras yeah. and the energy from the earth. You could really tune into the different areas in your body whereas maybe you couldn't before and if that's all the mushroom does for you in your life is open up a doorway for you to think differently later 
then great. Yeah. That's the, yeah. that's what it's meant to do. And you know, you don't have to keep taking this stuff. Yeah. You don't have to get addicted to another chemical. Many people after they try this, they're like the next day they're like, Oh, get that away from me. You right. know? Not not today. I that's I gotta wait a while, you know. Yeah. I mean, I could do it every day and stuff like that because I'm <laughs> used too. to it and I'm on regimens and stuff. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying generally, like right. it's it's non-addicting mm -hmm. if anything. Like you have to work yourself up to take it a right. little bit. You gotta take care of yourself, you gotta like work up the balls to take it. Whereas regular opiates and stuff, it's like, you'll fucking rob an old lady to go get it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true, man. But, uh, yeah, Doma. I mean, I, I, love I would never rob an old lady. I would never <laughs> rob an old lady and under no condition, under no condition. But right. I'm just saying, I'm trying to make a point that the world is very divided in yeah. the way that it thinks, in the way that it lives, in the way things that it believes. And we have no power. We've been taught to have no power. We give, we basically give it up. Yeah. And it's an invitation. We allow it. We give it up by, by giving into it, by having yep. fear, by having, by succumbing to the loneliness, to the emptiness, to the, to, to the, to the conspiracy theories and all this junk, you know, you, you just have to kind of push through all that, really, honestly. I don't know how to exactly to describe it, but you kind of have to just get over the fear and maybe go on a psychedelic trip. Maybe for some people it's going to church. For some people it's they could do it on their own. They just got to change their diet and meditate every day. It might take a little longer. Yeah. But just start thinking different. Don't think that your way of thinking, that's called a paradigm. The way people think and the way people perceive things is called like a paradigm. And yeah. it could be changed any moment. Every thought you have yeah. could be a new paradigm and it could be real. You just have to believe it. That's well said. You know, I, it's, I think on some level, what helps people see through the fear is that much like a cold is contagious, fear is contagious, but so is wellness. Like if you can, if you can just see the pattern of fear, it doesn't take much to see the pattern of wellness because they're almost, they fit on top of each other. And if you look around and you're like, like yeah. people, if you watch TV or you listen to the news, like all you see is this constant stream of bullshit being flung at you. Like there's just a, a fire hose of bullshit every mm -hmm. day coming through media at you. Mm -hmm. And if you realize for a minute, like that doesn't sound right or man, it seems like we're all divided. Like no matter where, where you turn on or whatever, there's just, you know, man versus woman, gay versus straight, black versus right. white, Palestinian versus right. Israel, like. It's just this constant stream of division. And you, you have to start asking yourself, why? Why is there a constant stream of division? And once you start asking questions like that, you realize the answer pretty quick. Oh, somebody, something wants us divided. And as soon as you realize that, kind of, it kind of flips the switch and you're like, oh, it's just, it's a bunch of bullshit. Like we're so much more similar than we are different. And what you focus on is what you feel. And when you focus on the division, you become divided. But when you focus on the circle of wholeness, when you focus on getting better, that's where you go, man. It's, it's, it's And like it's, you said, it spreads. So like you believe is, yeah. that, regardless what it is, yep. whether it's good or bad, you, you pass right. it on to another person. Yep. And hopefully if it is good, you pass that on to the next person yeah. and the next, and the next person. And then once more than just you believe it and other yep. people see that 
I, that guy believed it and look what it did for him. And then yeah. they start believing it and telling yep. other people that's when the real magic yes. happens. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like the same way the mycelium grows. Like each one of us is a connection and we're passing off the nutrients to the next one. Like the same way a relay race passes off a baton to somebody else. Like you pass off a baton of intelligent thoughts and love to someone else. Then they take it and run with it, hand it to somebody else. You know, it's, it's how we move forward. I think, man. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, I think our conversation is beautiful, man. I the hive mind. It's like the hive mind. We we're all one, you know. We 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 got such insignificant differences. Like I was saying yeah. before, if that asteroid came or those aliens came, yeah. those 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 differences, or or whatever it is that's holding you back in your life, would seem so insignificant. Meanwhile, yep. it was like the whole weight was on you. Like if it's something, all it would take is something like that. And everyone in the world would just instantly get along, I think. So I kind of hope it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Not an asteroid. Maybe the aliens will come and they'll be really nice and hope, you know, be like, hey, get along and we'll all get along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I got great hopes for the future. I know it seems like we may be in a bit of a turmoil right now, but it's always or dark before the light. We could turn the asteroid into a spaceship and they could take it to Mars and all move there and leave us here to study the fungi in peace, you know? Yeah, now we're talking, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> epic, man. It's epic. Doma, I love the conversation, man. We can't. Yeah, we uh... too. I'd do this anytime, but we shouldn't wait okay. too long next time. You That's know? what I was just going to say, I'd man. Talk to you any Sunday, man. If you got nobody to talk to, just call me up. Okay. Sounds good, man. And, uh, so is it is the is the promo code for the True Life Podcast? All our listeners today is that still on? Uh, True Life Podcast. You could save on any of my vending stuff. Yeah. And if you if you do True Life Podcast for the tests, you get fifty percent off. So you don't even have to sign up for my thing just for being on George Monty's thing because he's one of your sponsors. And this goes for all the other sponsors. You could share your Patreon code or whatever special code I gave you with your members too. You could extend your benefit to your members. Let's get a whole bunch of people yeah. collaborating and testing and filling out trip reports and yep. sharing the data and doing it in a friendly way. And it's like I said, it's totally anonymous. It's totally safe. So come on over and hang out. I love you, George. I love everybody love you too, out buddy. there. All right. Sounds good. Blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, go down to the show notes, check out Doma. Use True Life podcast promo code and uh, that's all we got for today ladies and gentlemen have a beautiful day much love all right aloha everyone thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the true life podcast i truly appreciate it if you're taking some time to listen to this whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way i truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart additionally i would like to try to inspire everyone the world is a crazy place and if you listen to your heart and you take some chances i really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine i've been doing the podcast for about five years last year i decided to take the plunge well circumstances dictated that i took the plunge and i did i've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now and it's been so rewarding to me that I would just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I 
think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true, but you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.